The entrance of God's word gives light and understanding to the simple. Be yielded and open your hearts to the light of God's word through his servants, Pastor Chintok Ishaku. God bless you. Revelations chapter 2, very quickly. And do the second church very briefly. Very briefly. Very, very briefly. We're considering the church in Smyrna. Ah, my board is not here, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We don't, we don't have so much time. We've got barely 30 minutes. So, unto the angel of the church, Smyrna, Smyrna, verse 8. Smyrna. Let me read you from my Bible. Okay. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, right. Who is speaking? Look at it. This thing says who? Now, stop. I, I, I showed you when we studied the first church that the description of who is revealed here is actually a dimension of him that he wants to impart the church with. Right? Uh-huh. And then, I said, if you look closely at what the experience or the weakness of that church is, it will define for you that impartation. So follow me. This thing said, the first and the last, which was, uh, which was, and is, now hear this. It meant that he needed to reveal to them that there is a kind of life resident in death. Follow. He wanted them to see that there was a kind of life resident in death. Give us the next verse, verse 9. He said, I know your works and your what? So, which church is he speaking about now? This is the church in tribulation. He said, and I know your what? Next. No, help me. I know your what? Next. Then what does he have inside bracket? That means, sir, there's a poverty that God considers wealth. When you go to the last church, what's the name of that church? Laodicea. Right? Was that Laodicea or Philadelphia? Laodicea. If you go to Laodicea, you will find a church there that is rich and God says they are poor. Now you come to Smyrna and you find a church that is poor and God says, if only you know how wealthy you are. It then means that there is there is a wealth right that God considers far more treasurable than silver and gold. When I started introducing this message, one of the things I said to you is I see this as the church in prophecy, alright? And maybe when it's Reverend Shia's turn to teach, he will now tell us what the different scholars have to say about it because I've not been there. Are you following me? But listen to me. I find this extremely true. That follow, immediately following the early church was a strong outbreak of persecution upon the church. But you will find that in that season of the church, 
men gloried in dying for Jesus. Follow me. And you will find that this church accurately fits the description. So, in that day of deep persecution, Pascal, you will find that the church didn't even have the luxury of having structures. Now, you remember I said to you, we will focus more on the principle than on the prophecy and all of that. So, by principle, in very recent times, I mean, in very recent times, in fact, in certain countries still today, like China, there's what is called the persecuted church. That church owns nothing, has nothing. They can't buy land. You were here two camp meetings ago when Baba came and he said he went for a YWAM conference. And it was this Captain one girl. He said the girl was almost like to his waist. Then he would say that her hand is like Akara. That when she shook him, her hand finished inside the center of his hand. That's like Akara. Maybe if she leave the hand, all he, what will be remaining will be oil. You know oil? Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, you will, you're not there when they ask you one boy from Saple. They asked him mass. They said three plus three. He said, Uncle, I don't know. He said, if you have three here and you count three here, what is this? He said, Uncle, I don't know. He said, oh, there. One, two, three, four, five, six. He said, oh. Then they said, do you understand? He said, yes. I said, okay. I was. Three minus three. Then I said, Uncle, I don't know. They said, okay, there were three things. Then they took away the three things. What is it? He said, Uncle, I don't know. Then somebody said to him, well, why, why not they think? If they give you three akara, they can't collect the three akara. What's in the man? He said, oh, you now. Now, I said, nah, nah, oh, yeah, nah, oh, yeah. huh? I'll collect a craft for some playboy. Something have to remain now. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you see that guy saying that the cane go tire. It's the, it's the normal way of living. <laughs> and the cane they tire. Alright, guys. Are we together? Where's my pen? Okay. Now, Please hear this, alright? This particular church epitomized something. We have already begun to speak about it. That's why I trust God that this wouldn't take so long. Alright? The church following, immediately following the early church, embraced persecution. So I said to you, in recent times, even the underground church in China, one of the earliest Christian books I had contact with was Tortured for Christ, Richard Wombrand. When you heard the gruesome descriptions of the things that people went through, that's how I got into talking to you about, you know, Pastor, that the girl said, Han, her mother, that before her mother died, that they planted how many churches? And that she wants to go on and plant the 1,000 underground churches. Those churches own nothing. They can't buy land. Hey. That means that there's some way God measures wealth that is far greater than money in an account. Peter said that the 
trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes. So what does God consider wealth? The trial of faith. So that church picked up a profile in the spirit that they were wealthy because God saw how robust their faith became by reason of consistent trying. Some of the most interesting Christian stories you will find is the persecuted church. And one of the realities we always want to deny is the persecuted church. The world denies it. And even us in church are doing our best to eliminate persecution from Christianity. Listen, by the second church you will establish that a major part of our spiritual treasure is our persecution. Listen, I don't say to say that any bald-headed man can wake up somewhere and decide that he's the persecutor of the church. It's, if it's not given to you, you can't take it. And I'm not saying it to say that in the face of persecution, we will not speak. But I'm saying it to say that our hearts must return to the place where we treasure the opportunity given by God to be persecuted. Did any believer hear me? So God looked at them and he said, you guys, no, take me back. Take me back to verse 8. Is it, sorry, verse 7. No, no, verse 9. Leave it on verse 9. Verse 9. He said, I know your works. And I know your tribulation. And I know your what? Then he said, what? <laughs> I know your what? But thou art what? No, no, no. See, if you don't say it until it registers, it will be difficult for you to understand. Do you get it? Listen. T, let's translate this within our context. If a man says, I want to sleep with you in the office. And if I don't sleep with you, I will sack you. And then you say to him, I'm a believer. I cannot do that. And then he says to you, this is your last one, you know. Tomorrow, meet me in the club. And then you say to him, I'm a believer. And I can't do it, Gloria. And then he shows up the next day in the office. And they sack you. Do you know that the foolish Christian girl Live sad. Don't blame her, Tolu. You know why? Because nobody taught us to treasure persecution. What do we celebrate, Giza? Intervention. Breakthrough. What does that girl go to the office believing? Blessing. Do you know what she goes believing? If I serve a God in heaven, you will not wake up tomorrow to even use your mouth to say sack. Shadak, Meshach, and Abednego showed you a safe ground. Is God able? Yes, he is. But they added even if 
We have done everything to take away those statements from scripture. Unfortunately, they have refused to die. Because the word of God is eternal. Listen to me. There are things you will enter into that God will not save you from. Somebody needs to find a place in your heart to write it. In fact, if you find a believer who tells you that God delivered him the way he expected deliverance, in every circumstance, tell the believer, I said, it's a lie. Every one of us have stood in circumstances before where we expected God to come in a particular way. What we have as an heritage is that we know that all things work together for our good. I'm telling you what is scripture. It doesn't mean that you stand in the circumstance feeling helpless, Ella. When you stand in the circumstance, you must be able to say, I know my God is able. And if he does not, it does not improve his ability. Is anybody following? I said, if he doesn't, it doesn't improve his ability. Ella, let me ask you. How did you think Joseph was feeling the day he was going to prison? No, no. You think about it. This is a master he has served faithfully. No, don't you think he would have been feeling Christianly stupid? Because he would have thought even the babe she would have been sweet to Max. Say, Joel, he go pay now. He no go pay Joseph. But the response to a deep commitment to God is that this girl says to me, if I don't sleep with you, you will leave this house and you will not like the way you leave it. And then he looks and says, how can I do such wickedness? Ruchak, what should he have expected? That God will say, Pastor Tevi, hey, angels, wait. Have you put seen Joseph? Shake the head, shake the head, kill that girl for me. That when she was about to say to her husband, this Sure, you don't realize how many people we don't cost for this Nigeria where they are cost no greed reach them. <laughs> and sincerely, somewhere in our hearts, we wish that they will die at least so that God can take the time and prove to them that He's alive, right? Unfortunately, the God who should prove it doesn't seem to want to prove anything. Now, excuse me. Except if you have a personal interest in it. Is it your proving? <laughs> when they choose that kind of cabinet or security council, as they enter, let the building just collapse on their head. Let everybody die. 
Then we will write over the skies. There's a God in heaven. Then they will fear our God. You will see something in Smyrna that will nearly discourage you. Will lie. There are persecutions that are not a revelation of God's inability to save. I know your works and your tribulation and poverty, but that rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are what? The synagogue of Satan. What did God say to the church in Smyrna? Fear none of those things which thou shalt I will show up to deliver you. Please read it with your own mouth. One, two, three, go. Yes. Uh huh. The next one is about to pay you. One, two, three, go. Ella, does this sound like God? Uh, check what you are reading. Is this seven books of Moses? As I say, there are trials that are meant to test faithfulness. And that generation of the church was supposed to have given birth to a radical church that no event on the earth can break. Now notice, it is our inability to understand what God did in the church in Smyrna that makes that the average Christian compromises in the face of a circumstance that threatens his life. Did I say life? Job. Did I say job? Promotion. Am I talking to believers? No, no. It's the seven churches in Revelation we're studying. Mary, does this sound like Jesus? This thing. <laughs> Just is. So, God, the one who sits on the throne, you remember him? Do you remember the one who sits on the throne? Do you remember the one who sits on the throne? He ordained a day when they will be killing believers and he's watching and he said their reward is that when they kill them he will give them a crown of life so do you think that kind of a god was in a hurry to save them from the sword Do you see the reason why we don't get the proper perspective when a believer is going through trial? Ah, I can see in all of your eyes. You don't like me. We say even one wore her glasses so that she can look at me properly and let me know. And this thing I'm preaching. Okay. He said, Be thou faithful unto death 
and I will give you a crown of life. Next verse. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. He that overcometh That means because you permitted the first death, the second death cannot touch you. So what did he introduce himself as? I'm the first and the last. I am he who was dead and is alive. That means what I want to reveal to you is that death here is not a finality anymore. And the moment he declared that unto that church, the Roman Empire had a, it's a field day just killing them. Those are the times when you hear stories like, you know, I, I read a story, it blessed me badly, sir. It blessed me. That the believers that time, when they are taking them to the gallows to, to either hang them or cut off their head, that they, they will be praying and praising and worshipping. Then everybody will be saying, I hope I'm next. No, no. Okay. I hope I'm next. Then when they come and they announce who is going next, then all of them will be looking at him with envy in their eyes and saying, brother, you go before us. You go before us. You join the cloud before we come. Oh, brother, what an honor to watch you go. Oh, so as the brother has been taken away, they are singing the songs, the eulogies of the greatness of our God and how that they have already encouraged their hearts that death here opens a door. Do you understand? So Paul said in Psalm Corinthians chapter 5, I reckon that if this earthly tabernacle were dissolved, we have another house in heaven eternal they walked to those gallows celebrating so there was a story of a roman soldier that he was looking at these people dying but they were rejoicing at death and then they would take one and kill him then he lifted up his head and asked why do these people rejoice when he brought down his head his eyes opened. Then he saw a host of angels just waiting. So as they bring the person that they are about to kill next, the angels collect the person and leave only a body to go and lie down. So the person was already on his way home and they left you with, but it was a Roman soldier that saw it. When he saw it, he started removing his soldier clothes and going to join the Christians to wait. They said, are you mad? He said to them, can't you see? One major part of our faith that we have done our best to erase and has refused to be erased is the fact that believers will be persecuted. Matthew 5, Jesus said, blessed are you when men persecute you 
and say all manner of evil things against you falsely. He said, Rejoice and be glad, for so persecuted them the prophets who were before you. Oh, what great is your reward in heaven. Are you following me? Let's be. This knowledge separates you from the fear of anything earthly. Give me Hebrews chapter 2. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 that through death he subdued him that has the power of death. That is the devil. And he delivered them who because of the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Listen to me. If your, if your captivity must be captured. One of the confessions in your mouth must be to die is gain. Is anybody hearing me? Vera, why don't many Christians like to take risk? I hope you know too many things God asks you to do are too risky. Excuse me. Was the last election not a risk? Do you know the kind of things we confronted? Do you know what possibilities were there? Now let me ask you. How many things can you do for God sparing your life? Let me ask you a sincere question. I've got five more minutes. Let me ask you a sincere question. Moses, were there not things that you wanted to do for God that the moment the risk, the threat stood up before you, suddenly the power to do it left you? Have you ever thought, we need to reach out to these cultists and get them saved for Jesus? Have you noticed that anybody who has to do evangelism at that level requires certain levels of boldness? If you have ever been to a university where they were cultists, you find out that even born-again Christians avoid preaching to cultists. Because Jesus only died for moderate sinners. Can I tell you the real reason why we don't confront them? We are afraid for our lives. I'm not speaking about a an irrational no, no no you see these things Abraham they prepare your heart to say to God wherever you want me to go send me there what's the nation that has the Ebola outbreak last week Congo over a thousand people have now been certified to have caught Ebola so they are trying to handle the crisis. That's the reason why God cannot send any Christian to Congo. He cannot. God cannot send any Christian to Congo. You know the only places where God is sending Christians to? U.S., London, Canada. There's hardly a missionary church thinking... How do we raise help for Congo? 
And how do we see this present eruption, this outbreak, as God's opportunity to bring Congo salvation? That's part of the reasons why God cannot send any Christian to Syria. That missionary organizations are not sitting down to say, in the midst of this war, can't we see an open door where the gospel can enter? You know what happened to us? We loved our lives. So we could not love not our lives unto death. That's the reason why the average Christian does not go to the university targeting where God's greatest work is. We target where the greatest monies are. I need to sort this matter today. Can I talk about this money matter? See, there are people who are ordained to make money on behalf of the church. Unfortunately, the selfishness, the covetousness, and the greediness that sits on those people, and the, the desire to be controlling. Have you noticed that in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says, let him that gives, give with simplicity. It tells you that one of the greatest problems of a man who has arrived at being wealthy in this world, is that he cannot actually acknowledge that his wealth is a call. Concerning us, it will not be said so. It's the reason why when they say project, people's hearts begin to beat in George. There should have been somebody seated in one corner who should have said, Pastor, Pastor, I want to build this thing as my offering to God. Say, sir, where's the next place we want to go to? Sir, I heard that there was an earthquake, a landslide. Do you know, believers are supposed to be seated in front of their televisions and looking for where crisis is in the world. Because the darkness of that crisis many times is our open door. Nobody is thinking with the amount of earthquakes that are happening in the earth, oh God, and the amount of landslides that are happening, with the amount of floods. Father, I give you my civil engineering. Wherever there is a landslide, raise for us a missionary arm. I will go there. We will rebuild the cities with the people. And everyone who comes to work with us, we will first present him Jesus. Listen, what this did to us is it converted us to survivors. So everybody, if they say, show me your certificates, you are thinking about where to work to make a living. Not too many people are thinking of where to work to make an impact. And here, we have no continuing city. I will preach it until you become it. Did anybody hear me? I said I will preach it, Mary, till you become it. Doesn't necessarily mean you should leave your present job. Only means you should live daily asking God, where are my opportunities? Then one day you will hear, a missionary organization is recruiting 
It is sending people to China. An earthquake just happened there. And then you say, China, that nation that fought the gospel. China, Father, I'm going. When we stand in heaven, one of our greatest cries will be how many opportunities we saw in our lifetime and we could not recognize because we loved our lives. Listen to me. Death for us might not necessarily mean that somebody's going to cut off our heads, even though we're not very far from that. We live on the plateau. They kill us daily. We're not far from it. I said it after the last bloodshed. I said, and my greatest pain is that too many people are killed in the name of Jesus that Jesus does not know. So I said to you guys, we have to start returning to our villages and reintroducing Jesus to them. So at least if they killed you for being a Christian, be the Christian. Let it even be that you were actually a Christian. I mean, is it not the Christians they were chasing to kill? That they suddenly locked, that we suddenly locked in IDPs. Then suddenly every girl was getting pregnant. So really, what is Christian about the community? It then means we must, let me tell you the truth. Whether you love traditional churches or not, better believe that God called them. Because we will walk with cooking, we will walk with Equa, we will walk with NKST, we will walk with ERCC. At least they have a spread. Then we can trust God to reintroduce the faith. Let it even be that they rejected. Then we can say, okay, Lord, now that they have rejected, spring forth new churches that have life. But we cannot not attempt to yoke together with our brothers. And because our people are not saved. Our people are not saved. Don't sit down and lie to yourself that Plateau is a Christian state. We have Christian names. But our villages are not reached. I dare you go to your village this Christmas. Then you will see how unreached your village is. When you see a 13 year old boy holding the waist of his auntie. And the girl is following him. Then you know. And we are sitting now believing that our people have been reached. And you know what Satan is doing to you? What will you eat? What will you drink? So what will you wear? And because of the focus on these three mundane things, you can't even see your field when you walk out. Yesterday, I had an unusual encounter. And I'll tell you about this as I close. As in Abuja, I drove into this service straight from Abuja. And in the evening, I just began to feel restless. I, I would naturally order for food in my hotel. But I just told them, I said, I told my wife, I said, I beg when Muiwa buys your rice and he brings it, I want to go out to Yehuza. I want to go and eat suya and drink fry yogurt. I really thought I was tired. So if I drink fry yogurt, I will off. 
Then we walk comes and we go there and then he's asking a number of questions. I'm asking I'm answering him very reluctantly. I got my yogurt. And the extra that came because of the fura they added, I passed to him in a cup. And he was drinking it and we're going down. And I returned to my hotel room. And this pregnant girl, looking burnt, just began to walk towards me. And naturally, I don't have time for all of those. Do you understand? Naturally speaking. Because people are professional beggars any day. And people use anything to beg these days. Then the Lord said to me, attend to her. He said it. So I told him we were pack. I dropped the glass. She was already standing by the door and doing like this. Then I said, where's your husband? You are pregnant. Then she started, her eyes started. So I dropped. I said, what is it? She said she's a hairdresser. And they were managing a saloon with some boy. And from managing a saloon, we managed each other. And he got me pregnant. When he realized I was pregnant, he ran away. And then I thought, okay, one of those stories. And then the Lord said, listen on. So I said, where do you stay now? She said, I stay with my friend. But she's obviously tired. So I came out to look for something to eat. When are you due? She gave description. And then I looked at her. I said, the pregnant girl should not be on the street. I want to help you. Then I said, what's your name? Then she called it. I said, where are you from? She said, Plateau. I said, where in Plateau? She said, Pangsin. I said, what language do you speak? She said, Angas. I said, Range. She said, Butika. And then I looked and I thought, a girl from my locality, she described her village. Just just before Ampere. I said, I could have passed my cousin in that kind of state. Then I looked at her and I said to her, this is what you become when you don't listen to God. So we set up a system with the guys in Abuja to take care of her. And aid her till she gets she leave us. And then I asked myself, how did a Christian girl get to Abuja and didn't know restraints? And didn't even have the discernment to know what kind of boy she can commit her life to? And we say we are saved, our people are not saved. I got a new resolve yesterday. We are going back to the villages. Village after village in Plateau. We will go local government after local government. And we will go as a full church. 200, 300 people. We will land that village. And nobody will return until at least we are made two converts each. Then we set up a pastoral center. And disciple them until they can convert the cities. Because our people are not saved. Saints, I don't think I'm talking about Plateau because I'm from Plateau. You too, if you think about your people, 
you will find out there's a lot of Peter, Rose, eh, Angela, John, Andrew. But all we have is the name. And really, what should govern our people are the principles of God. The girl looked at me and she began to weep. A woman who was trying to sell banana to me turned and was saying, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Then I told my wife, I said, when this banana seller gets home, what testimony would she have? She'd suddenly know that all hope is not lost. That God still has men walking the earth. See, those are the reasons to desire to be wealthy. Listen to me, saints. We cannot love our lives. We must lay it down. And tonight, that's what I call you to as we close. Can we say to the Lord, Lord, please, see, how many years is on this side of eternity now? How many? How many? Because if that veil is not taken, you can't see yourself as being useful in the hand of God. Then every day you wake up, you think you are in need. Until you now realize that 200 naira is a miracle to somebody. Lord, henceforth I live not for myself. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That's actually the way to truly prosper. That's actually the way to truly see the heart of God. See how Jesus was speaking of the church in Smyrna. And he acknowledged you are in the midst of the heat of trial. And you are poor, yet you are rich. That kind of selflessness that permits me to see God's need. That type. That permits me to see God's need. Permits me to see God's need. Permits me to see God's need. That even the lie and the deception in our day will not bring us to the place where we have shut up our bowels of mercy. Yesterday I was driving up from that place and I was saying to God, Lord, have mercy upon me. If you had left me, I would have just walked away from that girl. I would have shut up my bowels of mercy. Lord, help me not to love my life. Help me not to love my life. Help me. Help me, Lord. 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 Jesus said to that church, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. If it's a crown of life we seek, we must be ready for death. Whether we have the privilege to experience physical death or not. 
whether we have the privilege to experience it or not, we must be ready in heart for it. That if we stand face to face with anything that threatens our life, our livelihood, or our existence, that in the face of it, we will not and cannot deny Christ. He's been too good for, to us. We cannot deny Him. We cannot. And that every time we see his need, we will respond to him. We will. 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 Lord, we will. Lord, I will. Lord, I will. 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 The Lord will give you a good life. He will not take away the good life from you. But you won't focus on the good life. You will not. It won't be your focus. You will focus on Him and His kingdom. You will. Lord, we will. you start tomorrow by talking to someone about Jesus see how much of ourselves we love sometimes we don't even want people to see us and associate us with all of those levels of holiness sometimes we can't believe that God will give us the right words to communicate the love of Jesus to people who we know are perishing tell the Lord aid me to start with my neighbor Aid me to start with my workmates. Aid me to start in my office. Let me receive wisdom from you to present Jesus to everyone who is dear to me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 
is your life or mine? Is your life or mine? Now let it be my life or yours. It was your life or mine. Now let it be my life for yours. We give you praise for giving us the privilege to hear these words of life. We give you thanks for counting us worthy to be partakers of your suffering. We thank you for giving us the privilege to die our own deaths. We thank you for giving us the privilege to consider the death of the flesh. We ask, O oh God, that even as you have begun with us, let us not stop until you have completed your work in us in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that you should not stop until all flesh is removed from your way that you may find a highway in us to ply and do your will in the name of Jesus we ask O oh God that you help us not to love our lives that even as we've heard it over the years as words let it become what we believe what we receive and what we become in the name of Jesus that even as we go on in our daily lives, in our relating with one another, help this to be a reality in our lives in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, for as many of us that are struggling with forgiveness, even as we break down tonight before your presence, we ask that you take away the pain completely and wholly in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that that burden that seems so heavy, that heart that feels so deep and sore, we ask that your Holy Spirit will brood and bring comfort and total healing that we may be able to carry out your will in the name of Jesus. And tonight we shout, Grace! In the name of Jesus. Tonight we shout grace in the name of Jesus. Tonight we shout grace in the name of Jesus. Tonight we shout grace in the name of Jesus. That we may measure up by your ability that you have given to us. That we may walk past that place that we have stayed in. That quagmire that we have 
struggled in for years. We receive that grace as we ask for it tonight in the name of Jesus. We ask that you give us your kind of heart, your heart of compassion, your heart of love, of not willing that any should perish. We ask that you change us into that same image in the name of Jesus. That as we see people, we will associate with them from your perspective in the name of Jesus. That we will not write anybody off. That we will feel your pain so we can do your will in the name of Jesus. That we will laugh when you laugh. That we will refrain when you are refraining. That we will feel your actions and your mannerisms and your expressions in our hearts and do the same by your spirit in the name of Jesus. For no one knows the heart of the Father except the spirit of God. And you have given that spirit to us. And tonight we yield totally, completely, wholly. We surrender to your will and to the processes that you take us through. We give you praise. We give you praise. What a privilege. What a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are grateful that you counted us worthy to be partakers of these words. And we pray for Pastor. We ask that you uphold him in your truth. We ask, O oh God, that the flow will be ceaseless in the name of Jesus, that the fountain will be pure and will be in continuous purification in the name of Jesus, just like the feet of Jesus as burnished brass, that the streams that would come out of him will be continually purified in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that you strengthen his heart and help us, O oh God, to conform to the things that you have said by him, that his joy may multiply in the name of Jesus. We ask for strength in his inner man. We ask for strength in his body. We ask, O oh God, that you bless your relationship with him, that you reveal yourself to him some more in the name of Jesus that he will know accurately that which is in your heart, what to do, when to do it, how to do it, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. And we say thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>